Hey, this is Homer Hargrove. I'm the pastor of Grape Top Church, and this is our podcast. I want to thank you for connecting with our family today, and I hope this message inspires you and that it makes a difference in your life. Enjoy the message. And so Lauren's going to be sharing us a message today on, um, to start us off with this series. Lauren is uh, such an amazing speaker, and she has such great um, she has such great depth when it comes to the the Bible and with um, really what I love about hearing Lauren's messages is that she she does so well of connecting Scripture and what we read to the heart of God. And so that's why I wanted her to share today's message to start us off on this series. And so can you guys give a, a warm welcome to Lauren? My wife? It's been a minute since I've been able to share something with y'all because um, we had two kids in two years, right? So, um, but I'm really excited to be able to share with y'all what I feel like God um, showed me this week as I was preparing. Um, and I'm really excited for this new series, like Homer said, What I Really Want. I think it's going to be um, very powerful, very um, insightful. So just bear with me. I hope that this really like encourages you this week like it did myself. So y'all ready? Cool. Okay, let's pray real quick. Um, God, I thank you for this day. I thank you for this morning. I thank you for this opportunity to be able to share your word, God. I pray that it would encourage all of us here today, that you would speak what you want to speak to every heart, that you would encourage, that you would just do whatever you want to do. God, um, just use me to do whatever you need. Um, Work through me. I thank you for your presence, Lord, and I pray that all the children have a great time and that you would just be with us. In Jesus' name, Amen. Um, And so let's get started. Um, For the opening question, I want to ask you a question. Why do you think God tells us to have giving hearts? And so, you know, we hear this all the time. And some of y'all may be like, oh, this is annoying. And some like, yeah, like God is so giving, you know. So why do you think God tells us to have giving hearts like him? And I want to open up with this scripture. It's Matthew 6, 19, 21. There's a couple different verses in Matthew 6. And it says, Don't store up treasures here on earth where moths eat them and rust destroys them and where thieves break in and steal. Store your treasures in heaven where moths and rust cannot destroy and thieves do not break in and steal. Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. And I put that in bold. So think about it. Wherever your treasure is, there also your heart will be. No one can serve two masters, for you will hate one and love the other. You will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and be enslaved to money. You cannot serve God and be enslaved to money. That is why I tell you, do not worry about everyday life. Whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear... That's tough. Um, Isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns for your heavenly father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to him than they are? Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? And why worry about clothing? Look at the lilies of the field and how they grow. They don't work or make clothing, yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for the wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly take care of you. Why do you have so little faith? 
So don't worry about these sayings, saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. But your heavenly Father already knows all your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. So I know that that was like a lot, um, a big scripture here in Matthew, but I feel like it's so powerful. There's so much to it. And I feel like the main things that I see from that is the heart of giving. You know, um, it, it starts off with God really revealing, like, where is your heart when it comes to giving? What does God want from our heart? And so many times as Christians, we think, oh, he just wants us to give everything and have nothing. But really, that's not even the case. He wants your heart to be free from the burden and uh, that, that money can bring. Does that make sense? And so money and giving are connected to your heart. Money and giving are connected to your heart. What, why? Does, and let me ask you a question. Does money dominate your thoughts? You don't have to raise your hand if you want. You can't. Has, had there ever been a season in your life, maybe right now, maybe never, that's awesome, but where the thought of money dominates your thoughts. And maybe that looks like um, bills, money, right? Your future, money. Your family, money. Immediate needs, money. Desires. Who wants the PlayStation 4? What's the new one? I don't know. Pro... I don't know. The guys know back there. Whatever your desires are, your ambitions, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, debt, you know, the list goes on and on, but all those things require money. And most of the time, why is it that that creates such a burden in our heart? It's so annoying. Honestly, like I'm so over it. Like who is so over worrying about the burden that these um, demands of money brings, right? And giving is not just about money, but I wanted to touch on that because so many times it, we don't realize like it's dominating our thoughts, the burden that it brings. And so, you know, um, after reading this verse, it really reminded me of the fact that God's heart for you and I is not to be dominated by the burden that money brings. He wants us to be free to trust him as his ultimate, as our ultimate provider. And, you know, and so we think about that. Okay. Like, well, how, you know, how do we, okay, let me be all like trust him and not worry about anything. Like that scripture says, don't even worry about what to eat. Like, what am I going to eat after church? <laughs> you know, what am I going to feed my family this week? Man, bills are really tight. Like, how am I going to make this happen? So how do we do that? And we'll move on in a second to talk about how, but a lot of times it's not in the ways that we think. The way that we really begin to trust God um, in that area of our life when it comes to provision is not in the way that we think. Like, oh, just give it all to him and everything's going to be okay, you know? And, you know, I want to just retouch on that verse. Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will be. So without having to share right now, think about for a moment, where is your treasure? Where is your heart right now? What are the things that are dominating your thoughts? What are the things that are dominating the desires that you have? Where is your treasure? Is it here on earth? Are you, is your mind, you know, uh, burdened and dominated about all these different worries? Or is it literally free knowing that in heaven, God's got your back? That all these things, all these things will pass away one day and your treasure is in heaven. I know I want my heart to be there. I know I want to feel that, but you know what? Sometimes I don't, Right. It doesn't. Um, and, and, you know, going back to this part too, you cannot serve God and be enslaved to money. 
And here's the thing. Money's not evil. So many times, too, I feel like I've heard in different Christian preachings, like, money's evil. You shouldn't be rich. It's so evil. It's not even like that. But when we are enslaved to it is what gets us tripped up. When we are enslaved to the thought of giving, uh, to the thought of money, to the thought of our personal life with that, it enslaves us. You know, so that is the part that um, just like any good thing that God gives, the enemy will try to take that and distort it. And so you cannot serve God and be hustling after money. You know, you cannot um, serve God and be worried all the time um, and, and putting trust in people, our paycheck, uh, different ways that provision come in. Because it's so easy to trust in those things. But God's like, no, like I can do it in different ways. And I'm bigger than that. I hope that makes sense to y'all. Um, and so, like I said, our heart, where is our heart and where is God's heart for us in that? It's to be free. Can you say to be free? Yeah. So it's not to just say, hey, here's all my money, God, and here's all everything that I have, all my resources, all my life. I'm going to give it all to you and have nothing. That's not God's heart for us in giving. His heart for us in giving and whatever that looks like is to be free and to trust him. Um, and moving on. So our surrender. Someone say our surrender. You know, um, as I was thinking more about this topic, I realized the word surrender is so powerful um, in our lives. And, and I feel when it comes to giving and whatever that looks like for you, that it's the same concept of surrender. When you give, what happens? You give something away and you no longer have it. And for some of us, that's a scary feeling, right? When you give, it's like, okay, like I have to surrender that. I have to give it away. And you could look at it, look at it one or two ways, a freeing moment or a scary moment where you're, you know, cower back in fear and like, I should have never done that. Now the security I had in that very thing I'm giving is gone. Does that make sense? And so our surrender um, I'm going to read this verse, Proverbs 3, 9 through 10. It says, honor the Lord with your wealth and with the best part of everything you produce. Then he will fill your barns with grain and your vats will overflow with good wine. And that's back in the day. So now, you know, you'll have what you need, right? <laughs> Whatever that looks like. So honor the Lord with your wealth and with the best part of everything you produce. Then he will fill your barns with grain and your vats will overflow with wine good wine, it says. Um, and so this verse to me is very powerful because a couple things, honor. One way that you can honor God is with your wealth. And so many times we don't want to hear that in church. We don't want to, um, you know, just believe that, I guess, you know, like, okay, God, I want you to be the savior in my soul, the Lord of my life. But when it comes to my wealth, like I worked hard for this and this is mine. Yeah, I feel you because it's hard. Like you have to work hard for what you produce. But it says there is a way to honor him. And that is with your wealth, the best part of everything you produce. And and I, then it goes on to say, then he will provide all you need in so many words, right? And so what I like about this is it shows like he's asking for our surrender first. And then he will make sure that he's got you covered. But so many times we want to make sure God show me. You're going to have me covered, and then I'll surrender whatever you're asking from me. But the way, the how that God works is he wants to see your heart. He wants to see your faith, even when it comes to your wealth and what you produce, whether that's a little or a lot, whatever that looks like, he wants to see your heart. And so, um, you know, and 
when I've read this verse in different seasons of my life, like it might make you like, oh, encouraged or even frustrated because even when you begin to honor God with your wealth, with everything you produce, know that that doesn't mean you're not going to encounter hard times. There's been times in Homer and I's marriage where like, man, this is cool. Like we, we have some extra, we can go out to eat, we can do this. We can like, okay, and then here you go, Lord, here's your stuff and you feel good. But then there's times where like, oh snap, like, you know, this is tough. Like, how are we going to get some more groceries? You know, we're feeding everyone and us. And, and so there's different seasons in your life. But this verse and this principle still applies. When you honor him with a lot, it's easier. But what about those times when you decide to honor him when you have a little? Those are the tough times when it's like, you know what, God, like everything I produce, I only made $50. I don't know, whatever that looks like. I made $50 and I work for 50 hours. But you still decide to honor him. That, that's crazy, right? I don't know what job y'all got. But, um, but when you still decide to honor him in that way with everything you produce, the verse continues to say, then you will have enough. And I'll tell you now that I've seen that in our lives. Even when we're scraping by in this crazy season like it's been, God is so faithful. We still have a house. We still have what we need. We're still eating right? We still have um, a car. We're still getting to church somehow. Shout out to those helping us um, with the ride until our other cars fixed. Um, praying for a van, never thought I'd want that, but now I do. Um, and so you get my point, right? And so when you give, it's an act of surrender, literally. It causes you to release the burden money might be having over you and helps you to begin to trust God rather than money which comes one day and is gone the next. There's a scripture in the Bible that I laugh at actually, but it says that money literally grows wings and flies away. <laughs> like, do you feel like that? It's like, dang, my check's in, my check's gone. You know, and it's so annoying. Like, I just want to buy a little something, like a little lip gloss. You know, no, I don't have time for that because it's gone. It flew away. Joking, right? Um, and so, so how does that look like for y'all? How does that look like for us? What does it mean to say, okay, this whole you know, um, heart of giving, whatever that looks like, how do I do it? You know, it's, it's pretty simple. God makes things simple. Um, I know we've talked about it before. I remember when, um, I first gave my life to Christ and want, I was just like, dude, let's do this. Like, what do, how do I do this whole Jesus thing? You know, started going to church, you know, reading my Bible and mm, this is good. Um, you know, doing the whole worships, like that was awesome. Right. <laughs> and then I remember going to church one day and they talked about giving and I was at a place in my life where I was like, cool. Like that's another way to honor God. And, but I had never learned how I remember I'd like, I actually wrote checks back in the day. Uh, people still do that. But Homer made fun of me. I was like, don't you write checks? Like, he's like, no, I was like, I write my little tithe on my check. I thought it was cool. I felt all grown up. Um, so I sit there in church, like, mm, let's see how much I want to give today. 20. Cool. 10, like whatever I felt, you know? And then one day, one of the pastors taught on a specific, like, there's actually like specific ways that you can give, um, that the Bible clearly talks about. And so after I learned that, I was like, Oh, that really helps me. So I'm not just like everywhere, every Sunday, whatever I feel like. Right. Um, and so I'm just going to go over those really quick. And like I said, when I understood, it really helped me to learn how to honor God with whatever I was producing back then. Um, and so have you heard of the tithe before? Yeah. And so tithe is 10%. It's simple. So what does that look like? Tithe is um, whatever you make, right? You just give God 10%. That's it. Just 10%. And in that season of my life, it wasn't as hard as it would have been now, right? Because back then I was a single girl making some spaghetti for lunch. Like I'm good. You know, it was just my, some of my bills and I 
I don't even know what I was paying back then, but it was more simple. And I was like, yeah, God, I can do that. Now it's different. And so I understand like in our lives, wherever we're at, it might look different um, of how, if that's easy or not, but tithe is a simple thing of 10% that you honor God with. And, and I'll read a scripture in just a second that explains that a little bit more. And where do you give that? So there might be confusion sometimes with like the whole tie 10%, like I can give it to any charity, any of this or any of that. But the Bible says the storehouse. And what is the storehouse in the Bible? That's your church. Wherever you're going, that you say, this is my home church. Um, this is where I belong. This is what I'm committed to. That is where the tithe goes. Um, and then there's an offering. Have you heard of offering before? Like, hey, let's give an offering. That's just anything else, any amount, whatever. And that goes anywhere. So that is up to you. I remember when... Um, Homer and I uh, first got married or about to get married. We were, you know, it was like, okay, let's look at our finances. Like, let's see where I'm at. He was like, girl, what are you doing? I remember I was like, I listen to Joyce Meyer all the time. I was like, girl, I'm going to give to you every month. And I listen to Caleb all the time. I was like giving to like all these little, he was like, this is awesome, but you're going a little crazy. I was like, Joyce Meyer said there's an unfortunate hurricane here. Let me give you some stuff going on. And so I loved being able to like give in that way, but I was kind of like everywhere, you know? Um, and, and so he helped me kind of manage that a little bit. But that's my point with offering. That's where you feel in your heart to, to give and to support. Um, and there's a short story I want to share of this. Um, when I was at my old church, our pastor shared it with us back in the day. And he said that there was this man who came up to him and said, hey, you know, I really want to trust God in this whole tithing part of my faith. I'm ready to step into that. Um, you know, I've been serving him and different things, but I think I'm ready. He's like, but I have so many bills. Like, what if it's not covered? Like, what if I start tithing and then like everything else isn't covered because I don't have that in my budget? And um, he said, okay, how about this? Let me make you a deal. You start tithing um, 10% and whatever bills are not covered, I'll pay the rest for you. He was like, oh, this is perfect. Yeah, that'll really help me get in the swing of things. And then the pastor's like, are you serious? He's like, you decided to trust me over God to cover you? He's like, that's the problem. He's like, that is the heart of tithing for you to learn to trust God over man and All to right. be your provider. Just got the chills, you know, just kidding. Um, and so, like, I, I was just like, when I heard that, I was like, that's the whole thing. God wants us to trust him, you know, rather than man to provide the rest of what we need, you know. And so there is an order to our giving. Yes, God knows your heart. Whatever you give, whether it's not just money, but you're a ride, <laughs> food, whatever that looks like, please know that this is more than just that. But I want to teach you and, and share with you like some of the basic principles of what I've learned before. But whatever you do give, know that there's an order to it. You know, there's an order to um, financial giving. So it's tithes, tithe is just like, okay, this is the 10% I owe and everything after that is free. That's up to you. And you don't have to do anything extra if that makes sense. And so does that make sense to y'all so far? Yeah. I know I'm not homework guys, but I'm doing my best up here. I just want to share what God has for you. Okay. Um, and so the last thing on this point I want to share is the attitude of our heart. Has anyone ever given you something? Um, let's see. I don't know. Maybe, maybe your man, girlfriend, uh, we'll just say man, right? Um, gave you flowers one time and he was like, oh babe, you're so awesome. I love you. Like here. How's that feel? Like, oh, okay, cool. Has, has anyone ever had, I hope not, a situation where like, here's some flowers, girl, I gotta go. And they just like threw them to you. How would you feel about that? Would you want the flowers? No, no you don't want the flowers. If it's just like here, like you wanted flowers, right? Like, okay, here you go. 
Mm-mm. Okay, so it's <laughs> the so same thing with our hearts and giving, right? Um, let me read the scripture. 2 Corinthians 9, 7 through 8, it says, You must decide in your heart how much to give, and don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure. For God loves a person who gives cheerfully, and God will generous, generously provide all that you need. Then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. And so it's simple. Like, what is our heart? Like, if you don't want to um, take that step and just say, you know what, God, I want to give with my wealth, whatever that looks like, you don't, you don't have to. That, that's not God pressuring you, us pressuring you. That's not, he doesn't want you to do it out of pressure. He doesn't want you to do it because you feel like you have to to please him or earn his love because doing this part in your faith isn't about his love for you. He will love you whether you do or you don't. You don't have to. Amen. Because his love for you is not determined by that. He died for you on the cross before you could give one penny. He died for you on the cross before you could do anything for him. Before you even acknowledged him. Before you said a, your first prayer ever. He died for you on the cross and his love for you started there. So please don't think ever for a second that this message or anything about giving is because you have to do it to be in right standing with God. To be loved by God. To be wanted by God. Because that is false. This part is just reflecting the very heart of God. When we begin to give in whatever form or fashion and have a heart like God, it only makes us more and more like Him. Like I said at the beginning, when it comes to giving, it's to have a heart more and more like Christ because He first gave. Right. right? He first gave for us and, and He gave His only Son all that He had so that He could simply spend eternity with us. You feel me? And so, and he did it cheerfully. Like he, yeah, it's not like he's like running to the cross with like pom-poms. No, of course not. But he did it willingly. He did it um, even though God could have stopped the plan for him so he wouldn't suffer. He did it because he simply wanted you. So he went to the cross for us with the right heart, with the loving heart. <sighs> and, and imagine he was like, okay, let's get this over with. Like, I guess I love them. Like, no, of course not. So, um, second Corinthians eight twelve another verse says, whatever you give is acceptable if you give it eagerly and give according to what you have, what you have, not what you don't have. So God is not asking you to take out a loan to give to him, to others, to whatever ministry, to whatever person, whatever that looks like. He's not asking you to go, um, and do what you can't do. But where are you right now in your life? And if you feel God tugging on your heart um, to be generous in any way with whatever he's asking you to, know that he's got your back. Um, but do it eagerly. And if you don't want to do it, don't. You feel me? Um, and so going on um, to our faith. Someone say our faith. Cool. Um, I want to share this verse, Malachi 3, 8 through 12. And it said, should people cheat God? Yet you have cheated me, but you ask, what do you mean? When did we ever cheat you? You have cheated me of the tithes and offerings due to me. You are under a curse, for the whole nation has been cheating me. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, so there will be enough food in my temple. If you do, says the Lord of heaven's armies, I will open the windows of heaven for you. I will pour out a blessing so great you, don't, you won't have enough room to take it in. Try it. 
put me to the test. Your crops will be abundant, for I will guard them from insects and disease. Your grapes will not far fall from the vine before they are ripe, says the Lord of heaven's armies. Then all the nations will call you blessed, for your land will be such a delight, says the Lord of heaven's armies. I love that verse because it just shows like... Um, that he wants to bless us. And it's not saying God's not like you're under a curse because you messing up. No, it's saying, he's saying, I want to bless you. And this is how, just trust me in this way. Trust me with your wealth. Trust me with your generosity. And then I will open up the windows of heavens. I will pour out a blessing so great that you don't have enough room to contain it. Am I up here trying to preach to you that as soon as you start doing this, that people are just going to start sending you checks. You're going to start having all these gift cards, Sephora. You know, I don't know where you want to go and what you want to do. But, well, shout out. <laughs> but um, when... That I'm not saying that to expect this crazy financial blessing, but at the same time, I'm telling you, expect God to show you that this verse is true. But that's in the way that he does it. That's in the way he chooses to bless you. Um, every story is different. You will still encounter good and maybe some tough times. But what I like about this is it says that he will guard your crops. So it's saying, let me go back here. Um, put me to the test. Your crops will be abundant for I will guard them from insects and disease. What does that mean in our life right now? He's going to guard your stuff. He's going to guard you materially, spiritually, physically, that whenever you trust him in that way, it literally tithing puts a protection around you and it takes the curse that the enemy wants to um, put over you. And the burden and the bondage that we have towards money, we're trusting in that rather than God. That's the enemy's plan. But when we begin to surrender and trust God instead of that, then he is able to protect us and he is able to bless us in amazing ways. I remember when I first started, um, I first was so excited like to tithe. I was like, this is how you do it. My 10% God. Like, what's my check? Let me calculate it. Really? And, um, and so I did that and I remember... I'm not promising this for everyone, but the way God like blew my mind is I went into work the next week and she's like, you know what? You've been doing awesome. I'm going to give you a $2 raise. I was like, oh, snap, God, like you cool. Um, and I was like, that's God. And then some other things happened that week. Um, like I said, God will show you in his own way. But I remember just like freaking out. I was like, okay, cool. I accept. Um, and, and ever since that moment, I continued to do it when it was easy and when it was hard. Because there's been many times that it's been hard, but it really has always kept my heart in check with God. It has always, whenever I um, give that tithe, even in the hard times, it helps me in those times to trust Him that much more. And it keeps my heart in check to remember that He is my provider, not anything else. Um, and so moving on, we're coming to a close here. I just want to share a couple more things. Um, you know, when I share these things, I don't want you to think that I've never personally, not just me and Homer, but even myself, had personal stories of times where I felt God leading me to give in whatever way. And the truth is, it is scary. But the times that I trusted him and I did it, God just, I, I felt, first of all, peace because I released what I was not supposed to hold on to. Because at the end of the day, is what I have mine? No, it has been provided by God, whatever that is, food, clothes, family, everything. Um, and so when I release even what's not mine, peace comes in my heart because I know I'm not holding on to something that God is asking me to give. And there's been several times. Yes, like I shared when I began to practice tithing, but there's been times 
I think Homer shared before where um, I'll share one of them. You know, there is this, um, it was just my birthday and Homer gave me, he like made some extra money. He's like, here's a couple, well, a hundred bucks or something like that. Um, I want you to go shopping this next week, babe. Like you deserve it. I was like, awesome. And then the next week or day, I don't know, we went to church and there was this uh, person that um, was worshiping and she was doing kind of like a fundraiser but also providing like a night of ministry for people of worship because she wanted to go on missions. And I'm like, there, like, and like, honestly, me and her weren't really vibing. Um, and I'm just, so I'm, I'm just being honest, right? We weren't vibing. She didn't like, like me very much because I was new there. She's like, who's this chick, you know? And I was like, well, whatever. And so we're, we're, I'm just, it's harder to give when, you know, you're not vibing, right? And so I'm there worshiping. I'm like, okay, girl, we're cool. Um, and God told me to give all that to her for her missions and I was like dang and I was like no that's probably just me but I was like why would I just think of something like that right and so I'm sitting there worshiping like God really and, and God was just like give that to her missions fundraiser and I was like okay I will and I was I, I thought she was quite I didn't know why she didn't like me right and so um so I did and I went up there and I gave it and when I did I literally felt so much peace like I'm telling you it's like I was just like, okay, God, like, you know what? This is for your kingdom. Like, I'm sowing this, and did it work on my heart in our relationship? Yes. And did it do something so great for his kingdom so she could go and do his work? Yes. And I'm so glad I did, because if I kept it, I would have, like, probably till this day thought of it, like, dang, like, God was telling me, and I didn't, you know? And fast forward, I ended up being her maid of honor at her wedding. So God did some crazy work in our relationship, right? Um, and I was able to you know, so into that as I was obedient to God, but was it easy? And did I want to? No, but it began, it, it was very fruitful, um, in the end. And so crazy story. There's many more, but I just wanted to share with you. Like, I know it's hard, but it's so rewarding whenever you follow God in those times. And so, um, when, so when should I start? There's never a perfect time to start practicing your faith faith starts now. And so there's so many times too, when people are like, okay, I want to do this, but when, let me get things in order. Let me figure out what I want to do, how I feel you. But let me read this verse, Ecclesiastes 11:4. It says farmers who wait for perfect weather, never plant. If they watch every cloud, they never harvest. And so, so many times in our faith, when we want to grow closer to God, when we want to start doing this or that, or when it comes to this topic, whatever that looks like for you, if you wait for the perfect time, just like this farmer, if he's waiting for everything to look right, you know, the weather to be right, to do everything, it's never going to happen. So you have to know that whenever you want to practice your faith, it starts now. There's never going to be a perfect time. Um, and so if that's something that you feel like is stirring in your heart and you're, you know, you're wanting to begin to take that step with God, even when it comes to, you know, giving in whatever way he's calling you to no waiting never works. And, you know, you might look and say, okay, well, I don't know if I have a lot or a little, I don't, I, I, I don't know if I can right now. I'm going to end with this verse and it's Luke 21, one through four. And it says, while Jesus was in the temple, he watched the rich people dropping their gifts in the collection box. Then a poor widow came by and dropped in two small coins. I tell you the truth, Jesus said, this poor widow has given more than all the rest of them, for they have given a tiny part of their surplus. But she, poor as she is, has given everything she has. 
And that verse really like um, melts my heart because it shows the heart of God. God is not looking for you to give everything to impress him, to impress others. He was pleased with her heart. He wasn't looking and counting what every single person was putting in the offering at that temple. He was looking at her heart and he saw that she had every excuse and she was justified to not give anything that day because that's all she had. We don't know if she had a child to feed, a family, she had immediate needs. She might've had all those things. But at that moment, she decided to give. She decided to um, practice her faith even when she had every excuse not to. And, you know, I just want to remind you wherever you're at in, in your life or your walk, only God knows. So please know that it's between you and him, but know that when you see his heart for you to be free from the burden of, of money and generosity and to begin to surrender to him and trust him in every aspect of your life, that at the end of the day, he's just looking at your heart. So with that being said, let's, let's close our eyes and bow our heads. I want to just pray with us real quick. Um, and you know, what, like I said, whether you have a little or a lot, that doesn't matter to God. It's your heart that matters. And if you find yourself here today um, and you're like, okay, yeah, all oh, that sounds great. But I realize I haven't really trusted God with myself, with my life, with, um, you know, surrendering to him. Um, and really allowing him in my heart. And if you feel like, you know what, I kind of want to take that first step closer to him and, and start a relationship with him one day at a time. If that's you with everyone's eyes closed and head bowed, raise your hand and I want to pray with you. See your hands. And like we always do here, whether it's your first time or not, let's pray this prayer together um, as a body of Christ. And just repeat after me, and this prayer is simply going to allow God to just come in our hearts and, and be our Savior and our Lord. Say this with me. Dear God, I love you. I need you today to open my heart. Tear down the walls between you and I. I'm ready to allow you in. I surrender my heart, my future, my eternity, and every aspect of my life to you. Forgive me of all my sins. Make me new. Lead me in this life. Be my Savior and my Lord. I believe you died on the cross for me and rose from the grave. I thank you, God, for this precious gift. In Jesus' name, amen. And before we um, transition to worship, I just want to pray um, again one time um, over everyone. So let's just pray together. God, I thank you for um, just this time together. Lord, I thank you that your heart for us is to be free in you, God. I pray for everyone here that you would bless them, God that you would bless them with peace, Lord, that you would protect their lives, their homes, their belongings, their future, Lord. I ask you to surround them and their families with a hedge of protection, God. I ask you, Lord, to 
Um, open their hearts and whatever you're calling them, Lord, what, whatever step of faith you are calling them to step into, Lord, I pray that you give them courage to trust you with the next step. I pray that you give them faith for the future, Lord. I pray that you would take away anything that is holding them back, any anything that is burdening them, any bondage that the enemies try to put around them. And I pray freedom and peace over them, God. I thank you for everyone here and everyone joining us. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, so guys, we're about to have a time of worship. So if you want to stand up and we'll get that ready. I hope you enjoyed the message today. If you did, there's a couple things that you could do to connect. First is to subscribe to our show so that the most recent episode will always be in your feed, ready when you are. And second is if this ministry has impacted you and you'd like to help us continue to reach others, you can click the link in the description or visit our website, gravetop.com, and you can give now. I'll see you next time on the Gravetop Church Podcast.